These are all things to do to take into consideration when you're trying to be a good steward and a good property manager and help educate your boards of, hey, this isn't something that you can skimp on. This is if we want to be and represent our HOA well, things that we can do to be more presentable as an HOA that we want to um, represent to new and incoming homeowners. Wow, this HOA really takes care of their amenities and I want to buy my home here. Most people are not equipped to understand the seemingly endless facets of an HOA. That's why we're here, to help you become uncommonly prepared to serve your HOA. Whether you're a board member or a manager, join us in the Uncommon Area. Welcome to the Uncommon Area. I am Matthew Holbrook, and this episode is going to be focusing on uh, HOA janitorial and maintenance needs. And here to talk to us about that is Sarah Morales, Vice President of Operations at Personal Touch Cleaning and Maintenance. So thank you so much for joining us for this episode. Thank you so much for having me. So um, there's actually a lot to cover on this topic, but we're, I used the, the, the word janitorial. I, um, I don't think you guys actually use that phrase, do you, or that we, word? We don't use janitorial. We say cleaning technicians, right. you know, because truly it is a technical skill, yeah. you know, especially in the HOA industry. Yeah. So. I do hear it referred to as janitorial service or housekeeping services, yes. and I'm sure you, you hear that as well. Um, so uh, tell us a little bit about, like, when you think about an HOA that needs to have a cleaning technician service. Mm -hmm. um, what, what, what are the things that you're thinking about that, uh, that an, an HOA would need to have addressed? When we, we think about that, you know, we understand, um, like I kind of shared previously, you know, personal touch, we, we focus on the HOA market and that market is expansive. You know, you could have a small portfolio community, which may have a guardhouse that needs service, you know, one time a week, or you have an expansive master plan portfolio community that has five pools, restrooms, a clubhouse, or you have a mid-rise or high-rise that could have or need 10 day porters, you know, throughout at mixed schedules. So it's just dependent on what the community's needs are, what the amenities are, what the traffic is, really is what's important. Because you want to make sure that your community looks as if our goal is our goal and you want your community to look as if nobody has used that area. Right. So if that's the goal, because we want residents to feel at home, you know, and everybody has different levels of cleanliness, but I think as part of an HOA and a board and a property manager is, um, and, but also as a janitorial service, cleaning technician service provider is you want to make sure that the HOA and the amenities look, like I said, as if nobody has used them, you know, as if they're ready and pristine and ready for you to use for your personal use. Right. And I think that brings us to where I'd like to focus this episode. So we ha have, the name of your company is Personal Touch Cleaning and Maintenance. Yes. The cleaning portion is probably where people um, naturally go in their minds. Uh, we need to have somebody come out regularly to clean the bathrooms at our pool or to come to clean our 40 story high rise or something yes. in between. Um, but really the key to it is the maintenance portion. Yes. Uh, and that's what makes the difference and allows uh, an HOA to have their common areas presented as if they haven't been used to, um, to get to that point. So um, when we talk about maintenance from a, a cleaning standpoint, what are some of the things that maybe a manager or a board member wouldn't readily be thinking about that they should be? 
That, that's definitely a good question and something we encounter. You know, like I said, we have some contracts um, that understand that that maintenance portion is important. And to explain that, you know, maybe for somebody that isn't aware of what that is, is, um, you know, the cleaning is, as you mentioned, the regular dusting, mopping, sweeping, you know, cleaning the vents, the baseboards. Maintenance is really doing that deep cleaning. We like to use a car wash versus a car waxing experience. So, you know, most of us, well, if you're me or, you know, somebody else, you know, maybe you don't wash your cars often where some people wash it one time a week. And then we also have, you know, where people wax or detail their cars. So we consider that like the maintenance service. So some people, again, it's different based on what their preference is. Some people like to have it waxed, you know, one time a month and others are saying, you know what, it, I only need it two times a year. So, but really what that does is it protects the longevity of the fixtures within the amenity areas. So your tile and grout within your flooring and your restrooms, you know, mopping and sweeping is only going to do so much that addresses the surface level, just like the car wash, the surface level of the dirt on the car. When you do the maintenance service, we have a whole separate team that comes in. And again, this is a separate service outside of your contract. So it's optional, but we have a lot of communities that elect to have it within their contract to do at least one to two times a year. And those are the ones that we see that have their amenities the most protected. And really it's a good way to educate your boards on how to protect their investments, you know, with their dues and their assessments and really having to prevent from having to replace your pool furniture so frequently because again we clean the pool furniture um, but really a deep cleaning goes in and scrubs in between all the different layers of the furniture vinyl um, putting a protectant on it again carpet extraction would be another one so for clubhouses that get a lot of usage wine stains food stains you know, there's only so much vacuuming can do, but you need a, a water, hot water extraction with soap to get out those stains and protect that carpet. Yeah. So probably the, the primary category, you mentioned pool furniture. Well, maybe we come back to that, but the primary category would be floor surfaces yes. that needs to have the regular maintenance. And so we'd be talking about, um, you mentioned um, the grout with tile, um, carpet extraction, um, other types of, of flooring would require other other types of ongoing maintenance. Um, what is uh, probably, uh, what, uh, uh, as far as how you would see it, uh, kind of a minimum level of frequency for, for f um, flooring? Would it be different for different types of services? Or how should a manager or a board member think about how often should they have that deeper cleaning? That, that's a really great question. And it is definitely dependent on the type of flooring, but also dependent on how frequent is this area used. If you have a clubhouse, you know, that is used quite frequently and it has tile and grout or it has a VCT, which is that, you know, kind of that plastic looking floor that needs a strip and wax. And you see it doesn't have that shine. It has lots of deep scratches or scuff marks. You know, that's something that you want to consider and at least do one time a year. You know, if you aren't the, you know, wax your car one time a month person, then at least do it one time a year, you know, because yeah. it needs that detail cleaning to maintain the longevity. And if it's maybe a higher usage uh, area, then you might uh, want to consider that even more frequently. Correct. Yes. And definitely with our high rises, because we have... In our business, you know, and how we partner with Action is we have the portfolio communities and then we have like our high rise, mid rise communities, which we 
generally in most terms do our complete care program, which was kind of partnered with Action many years ago. And that includes, you know, that within our contract that the on-site technicians, one of those people that is contracted is your full-time floor care person. So the contract includes that person doing the carpet extraction in a regular rotation, usually quarterly or three times a year, which is a great benefit for your high-rise HOAs because, you know, they get a lot of traffic, a lot of usage. Um, also doing pressure washing outside all the concrete areas um, and then also doing, you know, any type of strip and wax type of services. Yeah. So to um, just to clarify, um, on this complete care program, I think – why that's an important approach and a valuable approach. Um, One, what you're really doing is you're taking these regular maintenance functions that need to happen quarterly or annually or whatever it might be, and you're building those into the monthly contract, correct? So the association's paying that same rate every month and those those routine um, maintenance needs are being addressed with Um, whatever frequency is defined in the contract, but it's just, it's set up from the beginning and then it just happens. That's correct. And it's, it's less of a headache for the property managers having to track that and get extra bids for it outside of the contract. Right. And then I think even more importantly on that um, is it ensures that it happens. So if you have a deep cleaning that needs to be done, let's just say twice a year and the manager goes out they get three proposals, they present it to the board, the board goes through their process (laughs) and then it may delay it for a couple of months and, you have all these things that happen that um, you can have that those services delayed or maybe even the frequency of how how often it's supposed to happen doesn't happen. Um, all of those things are possibilities when you're you're looking at each of those as a one-off. In addition, when it can be built into the contract, there's an opportunity for you to to um, be more competitive in your pricing because oh, it's definitely. not being based on that on definitely. that one-off. So, um, so you get the association gets, gets better pricing and, um, has that confidence that those routine maintenance things are just going to happen like clockwork. Exactly. And that's definitely, you know, when we partnered with action first on this, um, I think it was with Damon Partridge, Patrick partnered with him on that. And Patrick's our president. I don't know if I mentioned that. Um, so really this was kind of like the, the set framework for how, this is specifically for high rises, you know, how that's set up, because it also includes your trash chute cleaning. You know, that's something that we don't always think about, you know, having that done one time a year. Um, Also your garage cleaning, as we know, the garages get a lot of usage. So these are all things, like you said, like, Maybe initially as you're looking at the hourly rate for the contract, maybe perhaps it's a lot higher than another company that can bid it a lot lower just for the day porter janitorial cleaning technicians. However, you need to factor in how much will they charge me for this extra service that PTC is already working into the contract to be done regularly. Yeah. So that complete care um, uh, approach to to building the contract really helps to smooth out those those differences in costs and ensures that the, the services happen regularly. Um, now, we had talked about uh, regular servicing of pool furniture, for example. Um, is there a frequency that <laughs> that should happen? So this is more geared towards our portfolio, our beloved portfolio managers. So we know they have a lot on their plate. You know, and pool furniture, um, you know, we highly recommend two times a year before summer and after summer, because we know California summers are very hot. A lot of usage in the pool areas from the kids, residents, guests, pool parties. Um, so we really recommend it 
at least two times a year, if the minimum one time a year. Like I mentioned, it really helps protect the lounge furniture and the straps, the vinyl straps, making sure that they're cleaned. If they're the crisscross type, you know, cleaning underneath those because how often is that done and scrubbed and, and maintained? And again, these are all things to do to take into consideration when you're trying to be a good steward and a good property manager and help educate your boards of, hey, this isn't something that you can skimp on. This is if we wanna be and represent our HOA well, things that we can do to be more presentable as an HOA that we want to um, represent to new and incoming homeowners of, wow, this HOA really takes care of their amenities and I wanna buy my home here as opposed to one that doesn't and sees, well, why am I going to pay HOA dues for a pool furniture that looks like it's from the eighties, you know? Yeah. So we really want to be cognizant of that. So um, I don't know what the answer to this is. And, and I, um, so maybe this is a dumb question, but uh, <laughs> it seems to me that in pool areas, one of the challenges that managers face is in the restrooms. And uh, you can end up with a restroom that has uh, toilet paper left all over the, mm-hmm. the, the, the ground. Um, you can have paper towels left um, and it just makes the, the, um, the restroom look messy. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that managers could do even with how they set up the restroom or the types of things they do that might help to minimize those types of problems on an ongoing basis? I think that's an interesting question because I've seen so many different scenarios. You know, we can't prevent teenagers from going in and and being bored and being like, well, I'm going to take all these paper towels and throw them everywhere. So I think being cognizant of maybe an automatic, you know, towel dispenser, because I think people are less likely to stand in front of the towel dispenser to have it motion constantly to give enough of what they need. So I think theft um, present uh, preventative type of dispensers to make sure that that doesn't happen. But also, you know, if you notice that's something that can happen, also making your residents aware, because I think vigilant residents are also very helpful in keeping an eye out and ensuring that that's taken care of for them as well. Is there anything else on the portfolio side um, for portfolio um, style managed associations that managers or board members should have in mind with regard to uh, to this type of cleaning and maintenance? I think one of the most common misconceptions is sometimes that cleaning isn't a necessary you know, service. And I think that's a a misconception because as I mentioned, you know, you want to have your HOA looking the best it can because you want to get new and prospective buyers into your association and keep your community looking the best that it can. Um, So I think that's something that at times, you know, we live in California. Unfortunately, there was a lot of inflation. You know, there's were so many minimum wage increases that happened over five years. Um, So I can speak for PTC specifically is we do have blue collar workers. You know, we have to meet minimum wage requirements, which unfortunately means that our contracts have to increase. And so we pass that on through annual increases. It's not something that we love doing, but in order to stay in business and make sure that our employees are fairly paid, we do have to pass those on to portfolios. And sometimes what can happen is they'll find a different um, company that maybe can offer this the cleaning services at a different rate or a lower rate. Um, but what also happens is that what we've seen is six months down the road, they're not happy with the cleaning services or they haven't met the expectations of the HOA, perhaps because that company is not HOA experienced. And then they come back to us and say, hey, you know what? 
you know, that I always say this is something my dad would say, but you get what you pay for. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't want to say that, but truly, you know, you need to take yeah. into consideration, you know, all of these factors that happen. Right. Is there a time of day for, um, pool service that is <laughs> is best or does it just happen at any at any time so typically our technicians work they usually start between 6 a.m and 7 a.m again california summers are brutal especially in the ie inner san diego um the desert more desert areas less away from yeah. the ocean so we they start earlier and again that's because we've even seen you know people swimming laps that early but right. the less amount of residents in the pool areas the more services we can do because we really want to respect them in their home because that is their home, right. you know, and they should have the free reign of the usage of their amenities. But our employees typically start around six or seven. Um, we have, they have a certain amount of accounts they service throughout the day within that area. So if they're at one account and they have a certain amount of time to be there, then they'll go to the next account and then the next account and the next account. So typically it's about an eight hour day. So it could be anywhere between six and two thirty or seven and three thirty. Okay. All right. Um, is there anything else on the subject of, of maintenance that uh, that we should talk about that managers and board members should know about? I just think it it's important to educate, you know, and really take it into consideration and remember, you know, if I, as I, I know I sound like I'm beating a dead horse here, but, you know, we really want to focus on that. This is something that's necessary to keep up the longevity of the fixtures within your amenities and to make sure that they're well taken care of, you know, because you always want to leave, you know, I know that board members sometimes can change. Sometimes they're there consistently, uh, property managers too. But I always think, you know, I want to leave my job better than I left it, you know, better than I came into it. Yeah. So remembering that this is a necessary service to, and really the before and after photos, we have several on our website. You're like, wow, it looks like you put in new carpet in there. Or wow, it looks like you put new tile and grout. It's really quite amazing as opposed to spending thousands of dollars for construction and remodeling, as opposed to spending a quarter of that on just doing a deep cleaning service. So question I have that I've seen that comes up, you have a significant stain in, in carpet. Mm -hmm. You come in and you do a deep clean and the stain goes away, but then it comes back in time. Um, is there anything that can be done to address those kinds of issues? I think that's a really good question because definitely when we go in, we don't know if it's, you know, going to come back. Sometimes right. it's really deep in the fibers. So if it's going to come back, probably at that point, you should just <laughs> replace it, you know, because yeah. we can go back and do another cleaning. But if it's really deep down in the padding or something like that, then it's going to be something that is going to come back. So when you have that type of situation, then you're just looking at, okay, maybe we do need to replace. The yes, carpet. exactly. And okay. we try our best as a company to be honest and tell you like, um, you know, we've had requests for elevator floors that have that, you know, uh, wood paneling that we saw from the seventies. And they're like, you know, can you do a strip and wax? We're like, you know, really, we recommend that you put those funds into getting new flooring. You know, yeah. we, we want to be honest with you, you know, that really we can do what we can do and give you the best results. But if we can't, then we want to let you know how to use that yeah. in a different area. So we've talked about flooring. We've talked about like pool furniture. Are there any other significant uh, HOA assets that need to have a regular cycle of maintenance? I would say power washing, definitely. Um, again, being in California, especially if you're by the ocean, you have a lot of mold and algae, which can be slip and trip and fall hazards, especially if you have elderly residents. Um, so being cognizant of that and getting, you know, that's something that we can schedule for you pretty quickly. 
Um, it's something that'll help, you know, because pressure washing removes it and creates that, removes that slip hazard from happening. Um, also, we do like entry pavers, you know, for communities that have uh, guardhouse entry pavers with a lot of oil stains. So that's something also that we offer to keep those looking long and nice too, because yeah. that's the entrance of your community. Sure. So you want it to look beautiful. Yeah. Well, that's great. Well, thank you so much, Sarah. Really appreciate all of your insight and uh, information. And I hope that that was a helpful episode for you. And uh, I would encourage you to look for other episodes of The Uncommon Area.